0: This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. Our episode on White Coat Blackheart on preventing falls got a huge response. Uh, for seniors, falls are the number one cause of ending up in hospital due to an injury. Hi, Marnie.
1: Hi, Dr. Goldman. How are you? Call me Brian. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Brian.
0: When did occupational therapists become the go-to profession for assessing the risk of falls in the home?
1: We use a, a whole person approach. So we're looking at cognition and mental health and physical health. And when you take all of those things into account and, and assess the environment, uh, we're the profession who looks at all of those things.
0: I'm glad we said that because in response to our show on white coat black art, uh, we we got some people saying, "How come you didn't talk about occupational therapists as the go-to people?" And and I know about that because many members of my family have been assessed by occupational therapists in the home because they had a risk of falls, and uh, they were able to provide timely advice on 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 when to put in a grab bar in the bathroom, in the in the uh, in the shower stall or the bathtub, and and where to put it. So uh, we're going to be talking about that and and all All kinds of other practical information. We decided this week to devote the dose to answering your many questions on how to reduce, uh, how to prevent falls in the home and and what to do about assessing the risk. And and to do that, we have Marnie Courage. Uh, Marnie, can you uh, give us a hi my name is and tell us what you do and, and how long you've been doing it?
1: You bet. Thanks. Um, So my name is Marnie Courage. I'm an occupational therapist born and raised in Winnipeg where I have a private practice called Enabling Access. And a big piece of what we do is serve older adults and people planning for their future.
0: Okay, Marnie, let's jump right in. Stairs are a common place for uh, falls at all ages. In fact, I've fallen down the stairs. Uh, I've had toddlers who have fallen down the stairs. We received a few questions about feeling unsteady when wearing bifocals. What do you suggest?
1: Well, it's interesting. I am a new wearer of bifocals at 48 years old. And I have experienced this firsthand that when you are looking straight ahead, as we do when we are walking or looking up the stairs, Um, the bottom part of your frame or your glasses actually is blurry if you just start using your eyes to look down and not using your full head to turn down to see where your footing is at. So it actually creates a distortion in your vision of where your foot is. And if you don't have good visual uh, orientation or discrimination between the nosing, which is the edge of that stair, And where you're going to plant your foot, you may misplace your foot or think you're at the edge when you're not, which can cause falls. So I would suggest that folks who have bifocals, especially if you're newly prescribed, is getting used to really using your head to look down at your feet, but first ensuring you've got a stable grasp on those handrails.
0: That's interesting. I'm finding that when – these days that when I carry a – I wear, I wear uh, a prescription bifocals as well. When I'm uh, uh, carrying a tray of, of food, you know, plates uh, down into the basement, if we're going to, you know, for instance, watch a hockey game and, 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 and we're eating downstairs in front of the TV, yes, we do that. Uh, I'm noticing that I'm looking at my, at my feet, my, the, the position of my feet on the stairs more often uh, to make sure that they're well-planted. Uh, as I as I go from step to step. What other kinds of stair trouble spots do you often see when you visit clients' homes?
1: What I'm seeing is that often the way handrails used to be designed is they'd stop at your top step and they would uh, only start once you're on that first step. If you've heard that uh, saying that that first step's a doozy, I really think it applies here because handrails should really extend down to level ground at the bottom of the stairs and go above that top stair so that you have some leverage to start that first step and that you can actually have something to hold on before you start descending down the stairs. It really helps a lot. So one of the things we suggest people do is add extensions to their current handrails and actually put them on both sides of that staircase. Because if you're walking up and you have, let's say you've got some arthritis in one leg, uh, you're going to need that handrail on that side. But what happens when you come down the stairs? That handrail is on the wrong side for you. So we are recommending two handrails down full sets of stairs and that they continue, like I say, above that top stair for a short amount so that you can grasp it before you start going up or down.
0: Anything else about steps?
1: Looking at having color contrast at the nosing of your stairs could really improve your safety. Now, some people might say, well, I don't want something ugly on my stairs. It doesn't have to be ugly. It just needs to contrast the color of your current stair.
0: So you mentioned nosing of the stair. Does that mean, is that the corner of the step?
1: It's the very edge of the front of the step. If you have a wooden stair, you could use um, some tactile, some grippy tape uh, on just on the edge of that stair so that it gives your brain that cue that there is um, where the beginning of that nose of the stair is. And um, you can better plan that coordination of walking up or down the stairs.
0: Okay, is there any special tape
1: you should put on it? You bet. There's all kinds of things. Now duct tape, as, as most of you know, comes in a rainbow of colors. There is specialty tape that has a little bit of grit to it so that you get some of that traction. The worst thing that we see with people walking in in their homes, especially with beautiful old wooden um, staircases and flooring, is we see those slips because uh, of the the slippery texture of the wood. So if you can get some tape that has a bit of that tactile um, sand or grit in it—it it really helps a lot. So that those are available at some of the safety stores.
0: And and of course, we're spending a lot of time on steps because because uh, you know. Falling down a staircase can be fatal, and uh, and because this is a major source of, of falls. But you know, another another question that that we got or comment that we got was that modifying a home can be costly. So, are there other simple fixes besides besides taping uh, that you've just uh, referred to?
1: Absolutely, those are really small kinds of home modifications. But typically, we're looking at what is your return on investment for home modifications? Where will you see the biggest impact? And really we know because the majority of these um, falls are happening in or around a bathroom that making modifications to a bathroom can have um, huge impact on your function and safety. And it's also, you know, with the aging population, you can get that money back in resale of your home because people used to be scared about putting some of these safety precautions in place um, that they wouldn't retain the value. But now with our aging population, we are looking at more demand for homes that have accessible features. So in the bathroom, we would look at grab bars for sure. And you know, if you are renoing your, va- your bathroom, Looking at blocking the walls, that means adding three-quarter inch plywood behind your walls to allow for future placement of grab bars. We're looking at a comfort height toilet, which is now pretty standard at places like Home Depot and Home Hardware and some of those places that you can get that are 18 inches high and help with transfers on and off the toilet. And then using bath seats, it's a really important thing to have there when you need it. And people say, well, I don't need that yet. But the fact is you will want it when you need it. Otherwise, there's usually an incident or a fall that precipitates somebody going out to buy some of these safety devices for their bathroom.
0: We had a story Cheryl Zimmerman talked about uh, on, on Waco Blackguard, talked about falling on the way to the bathroom at night And uh, so what helps on the way to the bathroom when it's dark at night uh, to keep you from falling?
1: Yeah, I think one of the easiest things you could do is look at sticky motion-detecting lighting, which these LEDs are inexpensive and you can just stick them to your baseboards along the path from your bedroom to your bathroom. If you're going into the hallway, People often don't wanna turn the lights on because of other people in their house, but if you have motion detecting lighting, you don't even need to think about it when you're sleepy and trying to get there. If you are doing any uh, remodeling, then look at your overhead lighting. As we age, our um, ability to see in the the dark, uh, you know, becomes limited. So you need to add more lighting than you think you need.
0: And how expensive would that uh, sticky motion detector lighting be?
1: You know, I haven't looked at it lately, but the last time I bought them for uh, my cabin, because we don't have electrical lighting, is for $10 I got a package of three.
0: Wow. So it's not that expensive. No. We got a question about footwear. And so I want to ask you what type of footwear works best at home and why?
1: We definitely want to avoid the slippers that um, really require you to shuffle your feet as you walk. If you cannot pick up your foot and place it down without that footwear moving on your foot, it is not appropriate for indoors. So really we talk about a comfortable sneaker that's tied up or Velcroed. So that it stays with your foot when you walk and you'll want it to be lightweight, so that you don't feel like you're wearing cement shoes and having to spend extra energy picking up your feet. Because the trips are happening when we're not picking up our foot enough and the toe usually catches on an obstacle like a change in flooring.
0: So if you have that perfectly fitted uh, bit of footwear that's well secured, either laced or Velcroed, how often do you have to change them if the treads wear out?
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's a, a good question for a footwear specialist, but I would say you can look by the wear on your on the bottom of your sneakers or footwear. If you can bring your, your foot up to yourself or take your footwear off and have a good look at it, if it starts looking like it's slanting, uh, either way, it depends on your positioning within your shoe and how you walk. But if you start seeing changes where the um, tread is getting worn, that would be a good indication that you need to
0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, this next question is is more medical, but I'm going to ask you, how can dehydration lead to falls?
1: just within general terms of dehydration we know that water lubricates our joints and so when we don't have the water that our body needs sometimes our joints you it might exacerbate or make worse your pain Um, but it might also just limit some of your range of motion or mobility and so not having the right amount of water can affect your mobility also, if you're very dehydrated, some of the common symptoms might be dizziness or lightheadedness, which we also know as uh, risk factors for uh, falls.
0: And, you know, while we're on the subject of some of the medical causes of, of, uh, of low hydration, you've mentioned dehydration can, can cause you to, your, your blood pressure to drop when you stand up quickly. There's a whole host of medications that can increase the risk of falls. They include... Uh, lorazepam and other, uh, they're called benzodiazepines that are prescribed for anxiety or, or for sleep. Uh, sleeping pills like Zopaclone, um, antipsychotic medications that are often prescribed in long-term care facilities for uh, for frail seniors. Uh, these are medications that have names like Ketiapine or Seroquel and, and Olanzapine. Uh, over the counter medications uh, for motion sickness uh, and uh, and sleep aids um, and then of course there 's blood pressure medications there 's a whole host of blood pressure medications that can drop your blood pressure to the point that when you have prolonged standing um, you drop your blood pressure and and you 're at risk of falling so so I guess I guess the the, the, the take home message for that is to uh, see your doctor if you are falling you, you should have a medical assessment because there could be some reversible causes among the medical medications that you're taking
1: absolutely. And and it really is um, worth a medication review, especially, you know, I, I go into homes, I see the bubble packed medications, there's, you know, four or five or six, and sometimes up to 10 different medications. And we start asking people, why are you taking the, this? Or what is this one for? Sometimes people don't know all the exact reasons they're taking their medications. So I would say for two reasons to go to your family doctor and ask for a med- medication review. One, so you really understand why you're taking the medications you're taking, and two, to see if anything can be eliminated and still manage the symptoms because we know that having complex medications um, and their various side effects can be a risk factor for falling.
0: And so that we're not being too exclusionary here, you can have that medication review with your nurse practitioner, if that's your primary care provider, or your pharmacist. Uh, your pharmacist will have lots of information about, about the medications that could contribute to falling. This is a more controversial question, but but I'm going to ask you uh, and to see if there's any practical answers here. Are there any sports that either help or hinder balance uh, in seniors?
1: Well, I think that's a great question for a physiotherapist, but in general terms, the more active you stay, the stronger your muscles and joints are, which will help maintain your alignment and balance and strength, which are all needed for safe uh, walking and mobility in and around your home. So I wouldn't want to to call it one specific sport over another, but on very basic terms, uh, walking as tolerated can be really, really great.
0: But but from what you're saying, certainly the more you can maintain flexibility and, and range of motion of your joints, the more you maintain your core strength, the more you're going to be able to, to, to walk with confidence and, and be less likely to fall.
1: Yeah, you got it. And it's really, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. If uh, if we've learned anything uh, through this pandemic, we've sat a lot more than we did prior And we've stayed home and we are less active than we were before the pandemic. So we are seeing some um, more activity at the physiotherapy clinics because people are coming back and we're deconditioned. So conditioning your body for the job of living is actually a really a great goal for older adults to have to just say, I've got to keep this up and I've got to maintain my fitness so that I can do my functional activities and, and still engage in those leisure interests that I um, have done in the past.
0: Perfect segue to our next question. Where do you look for fall prevention, awareness and recovery programs near you?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of resources available online, but if you want something in person, um, really looking to your athletic therapy clinics, your um, physiotherapy clinics, A lot of the the gyms in and now have wellness centers in your area, that's a great place to start because they often will have a free assessment to sort of look at your fitness level, your functional level, and to help create some realistic and, um, and customized goals for you.
0: And I guess another resource or a couple of other resources would be to ask your family doctor, or your, your primary care provider, or ask uh, your home care, community care access provider uh, because they have occupational therapists and, you know, you might want to ask them where they would go locally uh, if they wanted to, you know, outsource the assessment and, and uh, for falls prevention for a falls prevention program.
1: And I would also say in terms of a resource, if you're looking for an occupational therapy assessment. And, and just to sort of uh, define that role, really, the, the occupational therapist can do an assessment of you, your current functional abilities, and your future needs. And if you're looking for an occupational therapist in your area, you can visit the Canadian Association of Occupational Therapists online, and they have a Find you, find an OT Uh, section on the website so that you could find an occupational therapist near you to look at that and start planning a little bit more about the things that you could do at home so that you can stay there as long as you wish or are able.
0: We've been talking a lot about falls, but I wanted to ask you, um, where do you go for advice on how to pick yourself up off the floor or off the sidewalk?
1: I would say pause down there just give yourself a minute to pause and kind of see what what you're feeling Um, and then in terms of the proper technique for getting up I think again you can you can talk to fall specialists and there's a lot of resources available um, online and in print but really I would say stop and just like you would get out of bed if you're able to roll to your side and then sit up and then get your bearings before you try and stand up Um, because i've known other people who have fallen and they're in such a panic to get up that they fall again and so really take that time with a fall to stop assess and plan how your body is moving to get up
0: i want to get uh, a little bit more high tech with with our last question uh new fall detection apps are available what do you think about turning to those?
1: I think they're they're helpful in a way that um, may give you some feedback about um, if you've fallen and somebody needs uh, assistance, then you've got something right on your person that's able to get that response. They don't always detect a true fall. People often think that a fall means your body has fallen to the floor and now you're down on the floor. But within the definition of falls that we're looking at in Canada, it can mean that you've stumbled, you've lost balance, and you've maybe caught yourself on a chair. That still is defined as a fall. And so I want to make sure whatever technology you're using will also detect those maybe what people would call a near fall, but there's still a fall.
0: Well, Marnie Courage, I want to thank you uh, for uh, giving us some really practical advice uh, on uh, How to prevent falls, mainly in the home, but also when you're on the ground. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking with us.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Marnie Courage is an occupational therapist in Winnipeg. Here's your dose of smart advice. Stairs are a major location for falls in the home. Make sure your handrails extend above the top step and to level ground. If necessary, add extensions. To provide color contrast, Put duct tape or specialty tape with a grip surface at the nosing of your steps. The bathroom is another location for falls. For extra safety, grab bars, higher toilet seats, and bath seats can help. A lot of people fall at night getting up to go to the bathroom because it's dark. One solution is to install sticky motion detector lighting along the baseboards. When you're padding around at home, don't wear flip-flops or slippers. Instead, wear well-fitted shoes with laces or Velcro and buy new footwear when the treads are worn. Remember to drink lots of fluids to keep your joints lubricated and to keep you from becoming dizzy from dehydration when you stand up too quickly. See your primary care provider or pharmacist to review your medications to make sure you aren't taking something that increases your risk of falls. And here's an update to last week's dose. Pfizer-BioNTech has now asked Health Canada to approve the COVID vaccine in children ages five to 11. We'll keep watching. If you have topics you'd like to hear or questions you'd like answered, tweet me at NightShiftMD, at CBC Podcast, or at CBC White Coat using the hashtag TheDoseCBC. Our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. You can find The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us five stars so more people can find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Amina Zoffer. Technical support was by Lauda Antonelli. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. But if you're looking for medical advice, see your health care provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.